Okay, welcome. Hi, welcome. To the Anxious and Austin podcast. Um, our last one for a while, possibly with uh, no, Dr. No, Susan don't, don't in tell Austin. Anybody. No, 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 no. That's not. No, this is. I, I think, in fact, it's going to be more regular after this. No, I was just saying it's your last one with you here. Oh, I, okay. I thought you were saying last one for a while. Oh, no, you meant no, last no. one for a while in person. Yes, yes. Agreed, agreed. Okay. And we. this is a special podcast because we had a listener mm-hmm. contact us and ask us to talk about a specific thing. Um, so, very exciting for us. A lot of firsts in lists. Um, oh, I am Dr. Marianne Stout here at the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin. Mm-hmm. Dr. Thomas Smithyman. And we have a guest today to help us talk about this topic. This is Dr. Christine Leva. Yes, she's one of our colleagues here at the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin. Um, so we had somebody email about wanting to know more about um, a cockroach phobia. And so I thought maybe it'd be good to like do a little background on specific phobias just to help educate people as to what they are. We've talked about lots of different types of anxiety. Um, this is probably like, I think when people think of like classic anxiety, this is what comes to mind um, with a specific phobia, like a fear of something. Did you want to... Which is interesting too, right, since, you know, we were just, you know, looked into a bit. Um, since such a low proportion of people actually treat specific phobias, it's funny that that would be the classic anxiety problem is something that no one actually ends up treating. You right? you don't treat it. We no, all no, no. treat it. No, no, no. I don't. No, oh, I treat people. it. People. I treat it too. I mean, people who are listening, right? Don't Got come it. in. It's not a like, highly. Like, yeah, it's it's like not one of the things people will like get treated real quickly. Like we were just reading the the research of like maybe ninety percent of people with phobias don't get the phobias treated because they can avoid. Yeah. And those other ten percent are not able to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. So a DSM five explanation marked fear or anxiety about a specific object or situation for example flying heights animals receiving an injection or seeing blood um some nimh statistics national institutes of mental health statistics 19.2 million americans have a specific phobia and it's two times more common in women than in men and there is some evidence that they typically run in families, mm. and they usually arise in childhood or early adulthood. I I um I know I came across at some point, right? I, I don't know if you guys know, but that the um I forget the phrase I use for it, but like the biological propensity for phobias, right? That there's like certain like the most common phobias are things that are like evolutionarily oh, yes. useful to be afraid of like so heights heights spiders snakes blood yeah that like, historically right yeah you saw a snake or you saw a spider like stay away from it because you got bit wasn't going to go well for you yeah probably weren't going to live yeah, to reproduce so, so I think that's kind of an interesting sort of piece of that yeah that there's certain like people do get phobia of like cotton buds and things but <laughs> But more often, yes. right, it's like things that are like evolutionarily useful to be afraid of, and mm-hmm. maybe it's like being kind of escalated. Yes. Um, I was also reading in the DSM-5 that um, it's common for people to have multiple specific phobias. The average specific phobia fears, the person with the average, the average individual with specific phobias fears three objects or situations. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the more you avoid it, the bigger it grows, just like with all other types of anxiety work. Well, um, the person who, yes, who had emailed us wanted to, us to talk specifically about treating cockroach phobia. Cockroaches, yeah. Um, is this a Texas person? No, they live in Florida, but it is interesting. Like, uh-huh. obviously, we experience this in Texas. Like, I'm from the Chicago area originally, and I had never seen a cockroach before. Ne- to never Texas. seen a cockroach? Really? Not, Same. Not yeah. in person. Yeah, I never saw a cockroach till I moved to Texas either, when I was uh, living in New York and California before. New York, though, you didn't find cockroaches? Not in upstate New York, where I oh, lived. Okay. Maybe if I had ventured down the city, but uh-huh. I'd never seen one, and I'd heard all about them, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I've heard that they're frightening, but honestly, when I saw my first one, I was like, that's it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually grew up with a phobia of caterpillars, because oh. so, we had tons huh. of those hanging off the trees and stuff, so... Like like poisonous caterpillars. No, just, just like little those little woolly brown ones that people like to pet. Yeah. I, they just They're scared gross. the bejesus out of me. Yeah. <laughs> we, huh. yeah. we had spitfires. Oh, the, spit they were like, I'm not sure the real name. They call them spitfires. So a big, kind of fat looking. Are they poisonous? Yeah. Oh. They like burn you like really like because they're poisonous, right? So they were like. They're called spitfires because you huh. feel like your skin was burning if oh. you touched them. Wow. Huh. Yeah. From like whatever they secrete? Yeah, right. From some of So you have to be really careful about it. Huh. Yeah. yeah, mine made a lot of sense too. I um, mm-hmm. am from landlocked Chicago area and I, I have a real big fear of sharks, mm-hmm. particularly like great white sharks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it <laughs> makes yeah. no sense yeah. whatsoever. Well, maybe because you weren't doing any exposure no. to great white sharks. Yeah, so. I never, I did not do. Yeah. Growing yeah. in Sydney, I have no concerns about really? sharks and also no concerns about cockroaches. We do you have cockroaches in yeah, Australia? Huge. You know, they do have mind. them. Yeah. They oh. Tons of them. Like they'd, they'd be around. It wouldn't. Yeah. I, it didn't bother me. Spiders too. Snakes I'm not into, but I, I grew up with a spider in the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> like a hand. Fred. A hand. So, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I kind of liked it. You know. Yeah, it's like big, big hairy, like hand size. <laughs> Huntsman, they're called. Oh my they're, not, they're not poisonous, but we have daddy long legs, which I'm not even yeah. sure are actually spiders, right? Don't they yeah. not have the right number of legs? I've heard or maybe they're, 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 they have like what is it? Like six or I forget how many. They're supposed to have. have six, and they have eight or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm wrong. I'm sure they're supposed to have eight. Something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. So it, it is interesting, like mm-hmm. how they develop. But yes, I when I moved to Texas. And I saw the humong... I think they're gross. Oh, the, the big ones here too, right? The cockroaches? Yes. I'm not scared of them, like, biting me or, like, something like that, but they're The fast. fine ones. Yeah. They're so fast That's and they're gross. It's so funny because, um, so... I've heard that people get more scared of the flying ones because they move so fast. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I see a flying one, it just reminds me of a beetle or something. Uh-huh. So I just don't. Yeah. Oh, you're scared of No, I'm not scared oh, okay, of yeah. <laughs> So it doesn't scare me as much because it resembles something that, you know, we see all the time, mm-hmm. just kind of flying around and stuff. Um, but then again, I'm not really scared by the ones that just walk either. So I guess I'm not a good. I think they're just so big, personally. That's what, like, is. Something that big being that fast, it, I don't know, it's disconcerting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put in the specific phobia category because I'm fine with killing them, but I'm definitely a little squeamish about it. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to touch them. Mm-hmm. 
you know. It's, right. It's like, I think it's more of a disgust. Right? It's yeah. an aversion, oh, definitely. right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that's unnatural. <laughs> I think yeah. most people probably don't want to cuddle up with a cockroach. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Other than, um, you know, who did a really good job with for the cockroach people, their marketing was Wally. Uh, I'm with you on that. Oh, did yeah. That cockroach is, that cockroach is great. He's so cute. Yeah. He's a wonderful cockroach. Yeah, I actually was working with somebody with a cockroach phobia. And, and you I was, had them watch that? Well, I, I encouraged it. <laughs> I thought that'd be a nice way of like getting some nice associations. Mm-hmm. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's a great movie. I mean, that's like Pixar's like best it movie. Is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Really well, yes, this yeah. person who emailed asked how you treat a cockroach phobia, yeah. um, especially since you can't like avoid them living in Florida or here in Texas. So maybe mm-hmm. people who don't live in these parts are like, hey, I never see a cockroach. Not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. But if you live in the south you are probably going to encounter a cockroach Mm -hmm. so what to do if those terrify you to the extent that it's starting to interfere with your functioning so we asked christine to come because she had such a great story of working with a client with a cockroach phobia i wanted her to come and kind of tell us what happened yeah sure well the treatment for cockroach phobia um you know pretty much follows the protocol for um, other specific phobia in that you want to get a hierarchy of how scared this person is of the feared stimulus so um for some people who are really petrified of cockroaches, it might just be uh, really scary for them to just see a picture of a cockroach sure. and, mm-hmm. and hold that picture up to their face. And yeah. and so um, and, and some people may come in okay with pictures, but movies freak them out because of the movement aspect. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some people may be okay with virtual stimuli like that. Pictures and movies are fine, but don't put me in a room with a cockroach. So you kind of want to get a good idea of what the hierarchy is and have them rate how scary is a picture, how scary is a movie, how scary is sitting in a room with a cockroach in a sealed, clear container uh, that the therapist is holding, but I'm not holding. And then how scary is it to sit holding that container with the lid on? And then how scary is it to sit holding that container with the lid off and then how scary is it to uh, then stick my finger in the container but not touch the cockroach and then how scary is it for me to stick my finger in there and just stroke the back of the cockroach and ultimately how scary is it for me to hold the cockroach so did you model all of these steps for them or so let's see so for my most recent cockroach patient we started she started with videos um started with videos she started with videos just like youtubing cockroach videos she was such a great student I mean she was such a great patient she I told her explained to her the rationale of exposure right you want to look at a feared stimulus long enough for your adrenaline to naturally habituate and then you redo the association between the stimulus and the threat level and after you do that many times you realize okay I can reach a state of physiological calm and still be in the presence of my feared stimulus and so maybe this thing is not actually dangerous at all. So she understood the model right away. She went home and she watched cockroach videos every day for an hour and a half a day. An hour and a half wow. a day in one block? A block I, of an I hour can't half? remember if she did it in one block, 
I think she may have because that is an she investment. Yeah, good. She good. is. She good. was dedicated. You're like gold yeah. star for sure. Um, and so she came in the next week after having come to the first session. She said, "Well, I was able to watch videos for six days. Is that is that good enough? You know, I didn't get to do it yet today because I was coming in here." And I was like, "That's great. That is beyond <laughs> what we usually see in, in yeah. our patients." So. So, um, Wait, she what, had, you, what was she like avoiding for fear of encountering a cockroach? Well, she had a lot of them in her house. So she had just mm. moved here from oh. Chicago oh. and yeah. she had not encountered any cockroaches in Chicago, was blown away at, um, you know, how, uh, how they were everywhere here. And, um, <clears throat> she just happened to be, you know, walking to dinner and there was like a parade of cockroaches mm. coming down the sidewalk and she was... You know, eating dinner, eating at dinner, and a bunch of flying cockroaches flying around her head because of all the oak trees here, and you know, and Which so she was eating outside, and there were like flying cockroaches. Uh huh. Yeah, because she was sitting under a really big oak tree and happened to got you know got buzzed by a couple of cockroaches while wow. she was outside. Okay. And it's a different world here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> she was living in a rental house that was not <clears throat> her own, so they didn't have. Um, they weren't the landlords were not particularly oh, vigilant about yeah. pest control or anything, yeah, and so, so yeah, she and, was yeah. seeing maybe three or four cockroaches a day oh, yeah. in her you home. You have to have pest control for in sure. Texas, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, she was just kind of overwhelmed. Yeah, so she couldn't avoid. Like she tried, but. Oh, they man. were like chasing her. That's oh, why people man. come in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right? The 90% right. are like, I am able to avoid. Right. But she totally tried to avoid. So, I mean, she came in basically at the point where she was, um, she couldn't go into the garage to get into her car because she knew there'd be lots of cockroaches there. So her her husband would would have to get in the car and repark it outside so that she could go outside and get in the car. And then it was problematic if her husband was ever not available and she needed to get in the car. And then when she would go to the car, she would do all kinds of safety behaviors like check under every seat of the car before she got in, check Mm -hmm. under every mat, do several walk-arounds of the car before she could get in. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then just be anxious the whole time she was in the car for fear there was cockroaches in the car and then uh, was just living at this super heightened state of arousal she was wearing socks all the time and it was in the middle of the summer um, what were you know, the socks designed to do? to protect her so from cockroaches so that it wouldn't her. touch her was, yeah was it, did she have a concern about what would happen if they touched her or is it just a, like a grossness thing? I think or? it was just a disgust reaction she just didn't know what would happen if one ran over her foot um, but since she knew that they lived on the ground, um, she was, I remember noticing that her, her dress was inappropriate for the weather because it yeah. was hot, but she was like, dressed no Texan completely socks. covered her whole body and she was wearing socks and, you know, closed toed shoes and it was like a hundred degrees outside. Oh so, um, yeah, so all kinds of avoidance behavior and she realized I can't live like this. You know, she would. She would be afraid to use the the restroom downstairs because she'd seen a cockroach in there before, so she would uh-huh. go all the way upstairs to use the restroom even though she's hanging out downstairs yeah. and um, you know, but I think mostly the car thing was what got her to realize this is just unsustainable. Mm-hmm. I can't I, I'm gonna get trapped at home if uh, you know if I ever have to. So, um, so we started her with videos. She did great with that. Um, the next sort of just level, like going on YouTube and yeah, she just found a bunch of roach videos on YouTube. Oh. 
And the first week, she got actually a little worse because she didn't realize I wanted her to just watch the same video over and over again to desensitize herself to that. So she just kind of went on this melee of (laughs) cockroach videos and just came in the next week like... (gasps) I, some, it's not working. You there know. are some pretty serious cockroach <laughs> videos out that I've, I've come across. Oh, really? Yeah, right. but like yeah. in, in trading people, there's some pretty like. Yes, I feel like YouTube stories. is. Yeah, I don't like I always try to like monitor the video before I assign it for homework, Same. especially with like flying phobia stuff because people will post some weird stuff. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. So did, did you choose a video for I didn't, okay. and I maybe should have, but I trusted her to kind yeah. of find something that was, I told her, challenging but not overwhelming. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, second week, she was able to zero in on two, two or three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then we started noticing that uh, her anxiety was improving a little bit. After she graduated from videos, our first... Um, in vivo exposure for her was to um, try to walk through the garage to the car um, and um, and she was able to do that um, but still was engaging in quite a bit of checking behavior like checking the trunk and checking the mats and stuff. And, and I'm guessing some hypervigilance to like... Super hypervigilance walking threat, through the threat, garage. Threat processing, threat yeah. processing mm-hmm. scanning. Yeah, but yeah. she really worked on that for a while and um, after she was able to get in the car and drive, um, then I actually had her do an exposure of just sitting in the garage, just hanging out in the garage. Mm, that's a good one. Oh. And um, she has a ping pong table in the garage, so she solicited her husband to play a ping pong that's tournament. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's like values driven, yeah. right? Like, and it's attentional focus mm-hmm. away from threat processing, right. but towards mm-hmm. a value. That's something you care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she did really great at that. You know, of course, the garage door was open, and it was daytime, so it was a lower fear level for Mm -hmm. her. But then she repeated the exposure the following week at night, but still with the garage door open, and she definitely said that it was was scary. And she said that while she was playing ping-pong, she did see a cockroach kind of walking in the back, and she was tempted to really, like follow it but you know but because of the game she kind of had to keep engaged in the game and then eventually she ended up forgetting about it so that was really cool um and then I think I had her just sit in the garage like set up a folding chair and just sit in the garage with the door shut for an exposure and she was able to graduate from that and at that point, um, we were pretty functional in the home now. We had addressed kind of her primary concern of impedance of function and, you know, and getting to her car and stuff. So she was getting where she needed to go. Which is like such an interesting part of the like doing the hierarchy process, like things that you're like, wait, I'm going to have to do an exposure to every single thing. I know <laughs> things are going to get easier as you It does generalize. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which, um, which I, th- I personally think there must be cognitive change happening in order for that stuff to mm-hmm. go on. I, I, I don't know your thoughts on that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So simultaneous to the exposures, we were working on her cognitive distortions that, um, you know, of trying to identify what is the core fear here of mm. what will happen if you do encounter a cockroach. Um, I, I don't know if her fear, I think her biggest fear was that one would fly in her mouth. 
Ooh. Ooh. So oh, yeah. gross. Yeah, and that's so why gross. she was particularly afraid of the flying yes. ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that she was really afraid of one entering any other orifice in her body, like an ear or an eye. I'm pretty sure she figured she'd be able to yeah. bat one away from her eye. Although there may have been some contamination fear that even if it did contact mm. her eye, that she would get terribly ill. Yeah. Because cockroaches are filthy. Gross. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, I think contacting any orifices is what scared her. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we would challenge those and, you know, pointed out that even though she saw a cockroach in the garage, did it try to get into her orifice, mm-hmm. you know, right yeah. away? And she acknowledged, no, actually that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, um, yeah, so totally. yeah, that is something that she was simultaneously working on as she started on her in vivo exposures. Yeah, I, I do find that's a little bit of a side note on that. I do find sometimes with this phobias, right, that if you ask enough, there's some sort of, like, belief of, like, almost, like, malevolent intent. Yes. Like, in like the, the cockroaches are sitting there plotting against mm-hmm. her. Yeah, they, they I want to get in your mouth. Come, right. Come and, come I want to make you sick. Right. Although, like, cockroaches are, like, right, there's a reason why they hang out in the dark because they're they terrified hate, of they you. Hate, <laughs> that's <laughs> actually a really good point that, um, that we did discuss in a couple sessions was this distortion that mm. somehow cockroaches were designed to torture her. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike mosquitoes, which are. Right, which are. <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. right. But we, you know, we talked about, you know, what the realistic behavior is mm-hmm. for cockroaches and that they mostly are avoidant of people. Mm-hmm. And, um, turn the light. That's what happened. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they run, run away as soon as you turn the light. Like, light. They don't want to see you. It's scary. Right. Scary roaches. Because they're big and fat and their only defense is that they're fast. They're actually going to like bite well, you and, and that they can maintain, they can still stay alive after you pound them to a pulp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can apparently survive millions of years, right? Yeah. Um, yes, with just dust <laughs> and Twinkies. So um, they're powerful, but they're not using their their power to hurt you. Yeah, they they they're not. It's more like defense. They're than not offense. aggressive. They they they're retiring. They're shy. <laughs> right. right. They're shy. Right, they are. So, um, so yeah, after we um, realized that she had done sort of everything she needed to do in her home, then we started doing um, in vivo exposure of the cockroach in the office where I um, procured a pet cockroach for our clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, how, did you, how did you find a pet yeah. cockroach? So I went to this um, exotic pet store that is nearby, and they actually keep a whole bunch of these cockroaches to feed to their mm-hmm. lizards and snakes. Mm-hmm. So they're not Aww. selling, they're not so exotic I mean, that they sell cockroaches. I mean, pets. they sold the cockroach <laughs> to me for 25 cents. Okay. And it took me a while to even find a quarter, because who uses change anymore? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they, they keep them in this bin, and the lady just reached into the cooler and grabbed one out with her hand. She's like, this one good? Yeah. And I said, yeah, <laughs> Working great. at this pet store, you do not have a cockroach phobia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were called feeder roaches, I guess. Um, but, um, shoot, I guess I forget the name of the type of roach that that this one was, but there there is a... The hissing one? No, it no. wasn't the hissing one. Oh. Uh, shoot, I should look that up before I came in here today. I just know that people, like, What's the hissing one they like because they're slow? Right. Is it like Madagascar or something? Yes, right? yes, Madagascar yes, hissing yes. roaches. Yeah. Those are quite large. This this it little guy big. was about, I'd say, an inch or less in length. Okay. And and maybe three quarters of an inch fat. 
Okay. Um, and he had this little rounded back. He kind of looked like a little armadillo, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was pretty cute. So I named him Gregor after the main character of Kafka's short story, The Metamorphosis. Okay. Um, and um, and he had a little place in our office here. I put him in a little plastic cup and every day would throw him down some lettuce, which was his favorite, mm. and um, sometimes some cucumber. And um, I would just change his container every day because they are gross. I mean, <laughs> a lot of poop and stuff in there every day. But anyway, so um, so I brought her in, and I at first I had him in sort of a translucent uh, Tupperware container, you know, mm-hmm. one of those food yeah. packaging Tupperwares mm-hmm. you can't really see through, so she could kind of see him in uh-huh. there. And so she went straight to holding that <gasps> container because, She's tough. yeah, she was super tough. And so we just had her hold it, and but it was, you know, it was closed. Mm-hmm. It had a lid on it, and she could kind of just see his form through the Tupperware, but not really. And he was pretty uh, docile, you know. He okay. was, uh, unless he was eating, he, he really wasn't a very active cockroach, mm-hmm. and I think that's how they mostly are. So he just kind of hung out there, didn't really move much. And so the next week we did an um, augmented exposure where I brought in a clear plastic container, like one from Central Market, where you can totally see through. Okay. And I put them in that. It was also a little shorter, so uh, there was less, you know, less space between the lid and the cockroach. Mm-hmm. And so she, she then helped that. And that went really well, and uh, we we kind of jiggled a little bit to get him to yeah. to move. And when he would crawl up the side of the container, then her anxiety yeah. would amp up yeah. because you know he, you could see his underbelly, you could see all the legs. Oh. <coughs> so that was pretty cool. But she graduated from that. We we did it maybe one more session, and then we took the lid off in the next mm. session, and she sat there holding it with with. Did he try to climb out? No, he didn't really try to climb at all. He he wasn't he wasn't interested in trying to get out of that thing. That's so interesting because that is like the personally that I think is gross is that they are like fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the sides of the plastic were totally vertical, and he yeah. wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So even if he did try, the most he would he would climb up and then he'd fall on his back. Okay. And then his little legs would be wiggling in the air, oh. and that totally grossed her out. Oh, which was good. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, like a little turtle. Yeah. yeah, so, but he would eventually get to, he'd flip himself back over, so. Um, but yeah, so, so then, at, at some point, we never ended up, we did have her reach in and, and stroke his back. Wow. And she said, oh, it's so smooth, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of marveled at how it's, like, really not slimy, mm-hmm. and... Oh, so, so she, she was oh, too she expecting it to be slimy? Yeah. She was expecting it to be gross, yeah. you know? And it yeah. just felt like a shell, you know? Mm-hmm. We oh. never ended up having her hold him on her hand, um, because by the, the last session, she came in and she had purchased a little terrarium for him with a little handle and she had brought it in and she said Dr. Leva I've decided I'm keeping Gregor oh, as wow. a pet and wow, I okay. said wow that's that's amazing and she said he's going to sit on my desk in my office oh. and he will forever be a reminder to me of how far I've come yeah. but also I just couldn't stomach the idea that after I'm cured of this phobia that he would either be given back to the pet store and fed to a lizard or dumped into the creek where he would be eaten by some other animal. I just couldn't do that to him after so much that he's done for me. Which is like, we've talked about this was in our previous episode, like your relationship to anxiety, right? Like all of your interpretations and meaning making that you're doing Mm -hmm. about like the content and like what a shift to go from 
this thing is out to get me, out mm-hmm. to hurt me, to like I I'm connected I, and yeah, I care about this. I think this. this is a pet. I don't want yeah, harm she, to come to it. Like yeah, what a shift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she said, like a kid's movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she really, she really made great strides. And in that time that we were doing these exposures, she would tell me, "Oh, I encountered another cockroach in the bathroom, and instead of running out of the bathroom this time, I stayed there and I just looked at him." and I waited for my suds to go down on its own and then uh, then I killed it. <laughs> I killed others, just not Gregor. Right, right. But you know, she had been at a point where she couldn't kill a cockroach because she didn't want to get near it, mm-hmm. you know. And then also, if her husband had killed one, she would avoid that spot mm. for weeks. Um. And so... Um, so she really made made a lot of strides, and and she did end up um, hiring uh, like a Terminix guy to come spray regularly yeah. outside the the house because that's something the landlord didn't have in place. And so, and I said, you know, I, it's always the question of how much sure. avoidance is a safety behavior mm-hmm. and how much is appropriate. Yeah, right, right. Because we we can't, you know, I know the hardliners say know. any avoidance. Yes. That, that feels unrealistic in the real Absolutely. world. Absolutely. I'm thinking me. about, like, people who do, like, OCD treatment with making, like, lick toilet bowls and right. like that extent of things. I'm always like, but that's not something you have. I don't know. I just think of, like, functioning. Like, There's the goal is functioning. A, a rift, I think, in, yeah. mm-hmm. in the, the school of thought about whether that's too much or appropriate. And I, I think I'm kind of on the, on the side of just do what you would naturally yeah, encounter. If anxiety wasn't dictating your life, what would it look like? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Probably wouldn't be like I have a pest control company <laughs> come spray my house every three yeah. months because who wants to, you know, like yeah. if I saw a cockroach, it wouldn't be a big deal, but I don't want him snacking on the stuff that I leave on the counter, yes. you know, and, and walking all over my counters. And, you know, I also just, I feel bad if I have to kill it. Yeah, I'm like, same. I'm like, oh, this is not your fault. Right. I don't want to Stay do this. Stay outside and, and none of this will have to happen. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like an added barrier right like I have walls and things to keep you out here's like another yeah. level of like you, you can hang on your area hang on my area <laughs> yeah I will try to avoid the outdoors no just <laughs> <laughs> well, well awesome it's a pretty cool story yeah that's such a like, like, especially happy, the, the ending I know like, <laughs> that's, that's so unexpected right for, yeah. Uh, yeah I know that's phobies. the happiest cockroach in Texas I'm sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long they live I don't know. Being taken yeah. care of like that. Yeah, I'm really curious yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think of, right, because I think of it as like functioning is the goal. When people are like, oh, yeah, I'm not avoiding things. I'm doing things. I'm like, great, done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I rarely am going to the point of like, now you must make this your pet. Or now you yeah. must like embrace this. Yeah. <laughs> she for sure went above and beyond. So. so did that change your interest or increase your interest in working with people cockroach phobias? I've always been a fan of specific mm-hmm. phobia. That's yeah. kind of my bread and butter. Yeah, you know, so interesting. Sure. What do you love yeah. about it? Well, it's just so straightforward. Yeah, it you is know, It's not like a squirmy, squirrely OCD where you have to constantly try to figure out nuance and mm. most of the ritual they do is internal yeah. and you can't see it. Yeah. Specific phobia is so awesome because you can plant them in the room with the feared stimulus mm-hmm. and see exactly what is yeah, happening, yeah. you know? 
Um, it kind of can't help but get better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, um, I was trained in Mike Telch's lab, and we had a um, corn snake that we mm-hmm. kept in the lab for snake phobes, and, you know, we did keep cockroaches, and we kept frogs, and we kept all kinds of, of things that people were typically scared of so um that's something i think that's always just resonated with me in addition i had multiple specific phobias growing up right the caterpillar and i had fear of uh, the dark and i had fear of um well i didn't like roller coasters and but you know just really understanding how the pattern of avoidance once you start doing it with one thing it's very easy to extend that to others and so it makes sense that as you were citing thomas that people often have at least three um, specific phobias makes total sense to me because yeah, I know I had at least three. once the system's in place, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Grow. which right. is kind of right the opposite of what we're talking about then too. Once you start facing one part of the the phobia, it starts to generalize to other areas. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do wonder if, like you know, on the sort of cognitive level too, like once you've habituated to one and realized, oh wait, I can handle this mm-hmm. if I get anxious around this thing it doesn't mean I have to avoid it I can actually go through that I wonder if that means the other ones start right Mm -hmm. and also being able to identify what exactly is my core fear what Mm -hmm. am I afraid is going to happen and and developing the skill of looking for that and hypothesis Mm -hmm. testing for that Mm -hmm. as opposed to just saying I don't know I'm just scared of it Mm -hmm. you know yeah which is what like clients don't love to hear but we always talk about it like the content really isn't the main focus it's the process of what's keeping this alive mm-hmm. so that, like yeah if you understand the process you can apply this in so many different ways mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah deeply it means something different about you and how you relate to these to your fear mm-hmm. well that's also good to know that I'm going to Whether you like the this kind of format, because I, I 
I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, and yeah. and if you have any other things you want us to talk about, yeah. let us know. This was really great. We, so we have followed through and recorded on 100% <laughs> of the two requests we've ever had for anything. We, we had a dating anxiety one oh, from yeah. Huh? Yeah. like a year ago or something. Great. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good. Um, well, yes, you can find us at anxietyaustin.com and... So yeah, for, for me, the easiest is thomasmithyman.com because yes. I am... I'm only here till the end of the week, so. Mm, yes, leaving um, us. But that'll point you to wherever I'm, whatever it is I'm doing at the time. Well, yeah. we will look forward to having you in a different format yeah. in the future. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be so gonna... interesting. Just wait, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what, what it's like because we're going to shift to doing to doing it through video chat. Cool. Yeah, which I think will make it honestly pretty easy. Yes, I'm. Facing my own fears about yeah. technology. Yes. I, uh, to me, to me, it feels like a solvable problem. Great. I'm so and, glad. And you know, I'll be back for an in-person one in like whatever February, March or something. Great. Well, keep listening. We'll talk to you all soon. Yeah. Thanks so much. Bye.